Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue. Every relationship begins with you, the podcast. Okay, guys, today we are going to go over the conflicts in relationships and marriages that I see over and over and over all over the world. Okay, so this isn't just in America or America and Canada. This is America, Canada, Africa, UK. Um, South Africa, Spain, Italy. And if you can figure out the answers to the some of these, you know, um, these the um, conflicts that will come up in the marriage before you say I do, before you say yes to the dress, your marriage will be exponentially better. And it doesn't mean that there will not be, you know, the power struggle won't come or, you know, and there's not going to be disagreements and everything's going to be rosy. No, 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 no. This is life. Life is, you know, it's, you know uh, there's things that come up in life all the time. But knowing, you know, the answers to these questions and to these differences means that you are going to be able to say to yourself, can I accept these? Because if you can't accept them now, you're not going to accept them in two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, not a chance. So, so more than anything, I want you to ask yourself as I'm going through this list is, can you accept if there is a huge difference between you and your partner? And also, have you ever discussed these things? And if you're in the marriage and you're, you know, in massive conflict and power struggle, um, and you're going through these things, there is a way through, obviously. And, you know, the, there's um, a link to my calendar to sign up for that free clarity call if you want. But um, I'm actually putting together a couple things. One is a marriage boot camp um, that should be ready soon. And also I'm working on a group course for couples that are engaged. And it's going to be interesting. I'm super excited about that. Um I'm busy creating a lot of things right now. But anyway, so let's get going. So one of the first differences. So again, I want you to ask yourself, you know, how are you and your partner the same and different in these categories? How um, can you accommodate and accept differences between the two of you? And are there differences that, you know, you cannot accept? So have your pen and paper ready. Okay. So believe it or not, differences in neatness and organization. One person may be neat and organized while the other is disorganized and doesn't mind a bit of a mess. And here's the deal. You, if they leave their underwear on the floor now, it's going to be left in five years. Can you handle that? I'm being serious. If they are not organized and you walk into the home office and it is a mess, that's the way most likely it's going to stay. You have to understand, you have to go into this with the mindset that they're not going to change. And are you okay with this? So neatness and organization, I know it sounds you know, like it's nothing. It's huge. Because when you are in the power struggle, guys, about other things, you know, when the kids come along and all of these other things are happening, the neatness and organization that you used to think you couldn't, didn't care about, it becomes something big. So I want you to think about it. You know, when you're most stressed, are you going to, is this something you're going to nitpick at for the rest of your life? Can you come to an agreement? Can you accept the differences? Is there, you know, okay, let's go. Number two, difference in punctuality. This is humongous. And I am a very punctual person. I'm either on time or early. And I do not like people that are casual about time. It bothers me. It, I, I, I like them. I don't like the fact that they think that it's okay to be late. 
that says to me that you feel your time is more important than my time. And I could not be with a person that was how I shouldn't say I couldn't be. It would be very difficult to accept somebody that was always late. And remember, when you're running out of the house, to, you know, you're living together and you're trying to get to, you know, somewhere you're supposed to meet people and your partner is just lagging behind and you're always 20 minutes late. It will wear on you. It will tire you out. It will cause conflict. Okay. Differences in doing tasks and getting things done. One person's a multitasker usually the woman doing lots of things. The other person wants to focus on one thing. This shouldn't be a big deal. When people come to me with this, I say, and what's the problem? Okay. Because honestly, that is, that comes down to, you know, there's the feminine side, the masculine side, femininity, the feminine side is much more um, about multitasking and, and the masculine side is not, it's something that I hear over and over, but honestly, that if you have a problem with that, you might need to think about, you know what, accepting it. Differences in emotionality. One person's emotionally expressive. The other is not. One person wants to talk about everything. The other does not. Okay. One person wants to explore the emotions. The other does not. And this is serious. This is serious. So right now it might seem okay because let's say you're dating and or you're engaged and he goes back to her his apartment or you go back to yours and it's like whatever. But get but guess what? When you are in the middle of marriage and there are some emotional discussions going on, there are emotional decisions, emotional fighting, and one person wants to shut down and leave the house and the other wants to discuss, oh boy. Okay. That is a huge difference. You've got to, I honestly. I, I, I believe you should get help through this one because it's not going to go away. And, you know, um, talk to your partner about it. Okay. Differences in wanting time versus time together and time alone. I like uh, time alone. I need time to myself. I don't want to be smothered at all. And if I was with a partner that had to be with me all the time, it would bother me. So now ask yourself, what you know what type of relationship are you in are you smothering are you do you need more alone time and you're not getting it okay um differences in optimal sexual frequency and i get this one obviously a lot especially after the kids come um but sex is important i keep saying it over and over and over again you guys sex is important sex is important sex is important and if you're not having sex figure out why if you're not having sex and you're going to say, well, because I'm so busy, I'm so make time. I promise you it will make a huge difference in your marriage. And so in the beginning, if one person isn't very sexual, you know, their libido is lower than the others. You guys got to talk about it. You got to figure it out. Um, and, and that means also talk about the sex life. That was the next one. One person wants to talk about it and be able to make the sex better. And the other, you know, one doesn't want to talk about it. Um, you know, one wants to be spontaneous and maybe try new things. The other is no way. One person wants the lights shut off. They won't even have sex in the light. Okay. These are big deals. This is a big deal. This is the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with. And if one person wants to have sex in the dark for the rest of their life, um, yeah, I don't know about that. Right. And if you, one person doesn't like to have sex and the other does, um, that's not good. And if you go down to having sex every six months, there's something wrong. 
difference is an adventure. One person is adventurous and willing to take risk. And the other one says, no way, I'm more cautious and risk averse. So let me take the, and believe it or not, this is an example I see over and over. Somebody wants to go skydiving, the other one doesn't. You would never get me in an airplane. I'm not going to jump out of an airplane. I'm not going to skydive. I'm sorry. You can get me in an airplane to fly somewhere, not to jump out of it. That is a very personal choice. So how you deal with some things about adventure is it's okay to be different. See, this is where, you know, this again should not cause a conflict. Allow your partner to be adventurous and you in the other, if you're the adventurous one, allow your parent partner not to be so adventurous. It's okay. Differences in respect to relatives. Okay. You know what? This is another one, big one, in-laws, relatives, what is it? Do you, are you going to be fighting over who goes where for Christmas? Do the in-laws, are the in-laws respectful to your partner? Are you um, respectful to them? This is big. These people are in your life for the rest of your life, right? And so um, it doesn't mean you have to pretend, but you've got to come to some sort of like sit down with your partner and say, listen, this is how I feel. I understand you're their family. These are the boundaries I would like to put in place. See, this is a big place where boundaries come in. When it comes to the relatives, the in-laws, the mother-in-law, the father-in-law, whoever, you need boundaries, specific boundaries, big time. Otherwise, it will cause conflict all the time. So now um, the biggest one is how you're going to raise your children and you're going to discipline them. And I always see the, that there's one person that's stricter and one person that is more easygoing. It's like, oh God, it's the killer of the relationship. And when you fight about it in front of the kids is when the kids go, oh, I can go to mommy and ask because she'll say yes. Or I can go to daddy and ask because he'll say yes. They pick up on it right away. Who's the easier one? They will pitch you against your partner. <laughs> They're so good at it. <laughs> Kids are so good. They don't even know what manipulation means, but they're master manipulators when they want to get what they want. And if they see you and your partner, sorry, but oh my God, I see this all the time. If they see you and your partner fighting over like the one says, one, one of you says, no, you can't have the sleepover. The other one goes, well, why can't she have the sleepover? What's the problem? It's over. You've lost. Your little daughter is taking control of the household. You have to be on the same page. And even if you're not on the same page, you have to pretend to be on the same page in front of them and then get on the same page. They cannot see any sort of crack. And like, let's call it the boundary, the hole in the fence or whatever, because they will exploit it. So minimum, get on the same page in front of them. But really, this should be discussed before the kids come. How are you going to raise them and how do you want to discipline them? Um, now, these are all kind of, I'm going to put them in one, which is like the differences in the preferred activity level. One person exercises, one doesn't. How do you, um, you know, how do you socialize? Is one person more extroverted, gregarious? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you know, and, and these are actually really, while they're not, um, deal breakers, they are important because then also what comes into it is di differences with sometimes the respect to the drugs and alcohol. This is important because when you get married, when you and your partner are together, you know, 
if one likes to go out and is extroverted and go out dancing and have some drinks and the other would prefer to Netflix and chill consistently, we have a problem. So what, and, and it's not something that isn't solvable. It just means you have to come up with a compromise. Like once a month we go out and, you know, I don't know what that looks like. I'm not helping you um, personally, but there is um, a solution and that's compromise. You know, now with respect to drugs and alcohol, if you are with somebody that you feel is an alcoholic, a binge drinker, but like a, or a, um, a functioning alcoholic, you better address it. You better address it now. Now's the time. If you're seeing red flags with drinking or anything, drugs, address it. It needs to be addressed. Um, then there's the differences in fidelity. And believe it or not, you know, you should discuss is loyalty, loyal, is it important that your partner is loyal to you sexually? And I know that sounds like a most ridiculous question because it seems like it to me, but there are many people that don't believe in monogamy, but still get married. And it did come up with a couple that I was helping before marriage, by the way, they did decide not to get married and he did not see what was wrong with going outside of the marriage. It didn't mean that he would love somebody else. It was just if there was an attractive female and if there was somebody and, you know, and it was the things were going on at home, like what's wrong with having sex? And it was a big deal and it's a deal breaker. And so I know it sounds crazy, but ask your partner, what is your thoughts on being loyal sexually and romantically? Um, because believe it or not, there are people out there that believe it's okay. Um, now, differences with respect to religion and spirituality. It's not so much that, you know, you, we, I find the conflict of you need to be this. Or you, it's when you have the kids. Because for, you know, as people get, they, people will go away from their religion you know, they'll, they'll, you know, go there in their twenties, you're in your thirties, whatever. And you kind of go away from the religion. But at some point when you have a child, you all of a sudden think, I want to raise my child as a Catholic or a Baptist or Jewish, whatever it is, Muslim, I don't know. And if you hadn't discussed this before and your partner says, but no, I don't want to raise them in the Catholic church. Now we've got a big issue. Make sure you discuss the religion, spirituality, and stuff. Now, let's go to ambition, the importance of work. Who's more ambitious? Can you handle, like, if you have a really ambitious husband or wife that is going to work all the time? Um, and while one wants to focus more on quality of life and, you know, fun with the partner, you guys got to talk about that because it's a big one. Um, and then also think about household chores. You know, that's this huge how are you going to, you know, um, figure out who takes the kids to school, what, who childcare, you know, the division of the labor. It comes up, right? Remember, a lot of these things happen after you've been together, after the honeymoon phase is over. So it's a good thing to figure this out now. And then the biggest one of the biggest ones, and I'm going to end it here, is differences in finances. Okay. So 
when one person is financially conservative and the other person wants to more, you know, like live for the moment and they're not a big saver and they love to spend money. And the other one literally is financially conservative, a planner and a worrier. It will can, it has the potential to destroy the relationship. So I want you to understand that this can't just be swept under the rug. You need to figure this out. You actually should get a financial plan together before you say I do, meaning this is how much of our paychecks we want to save. This is how much we'll spend on vacations a year. This is how much we're willing to spend on, <coughs> excuse me, going out. This is how much we're willing to spend on um, a mortgage. This is how much I'm comfortable with this. Please trust me on this. It's important. Now, if you're listening to this and you're 10, 20 years into the marriage, five years in the marriage, seven years, and all of a sudden you are in the massive power struggle and all of these things are coming up for you, click on my calendar link, sign up for a free call, and I can see if I can help you because they're not easy to get through. So here's what happens when you are in the power struggle and these differences then come up. They are um, feel like they're going to end the marriage. And do you know some people really actually do end the marriage on some of these things, but it's really not because of these things, but these things put the, push them over the edge. So if you are engaged, if you're dating somebody and you think it's going to, you know, end up in the, you know, I do um, category, then discuss these things with your partner. If you are married and you're fighting about these things right now and it's causing massive conflict and you're heading towards divorce, sign up for a call with me. Um, next podcast, don't think I did not forget. We are going to go to part six. Should I stay and should I go? There's two parts left, six and seven. Thank you for tuning in um, and have a great day, evening, morning, wherever you are. Bye-bye.